You're listening to the Feel Better Show, brought to you by. Um, 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 da, 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 dum. It's the Feel Better Show! This is Feel Better with the Feel Better Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Feel Better Show. Um, we again continuing our amazing treats of guests this this month and talking about po- um, about video game movies and video game adaptations into movies. This week, I have a very special guest, all the way from Australia. I have one of the greatest podcasters. I have Scott Martin from the podcast Ignorance Is This. He is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I miss him deeply, and we've been trying to come together to do this podcast. Scott, thank you so much for making me wake up so early to do this podcast. (laughs) Phil, it's a pleasure. I I cannot believe that this is actually happening right now. Finally, you and I together. and And what the Russo brothers keep on saying the next Avengers movie is the biggest crossover of all time. No, no, no. No, it's definitely feel better and ignorance is this coming together finally after literally probably over a year now of being extremely supportive of each other's podcasts. Oh, very true. We've, I've, I've uh, words, words, words are lacking because of, I'm so excited <laughs> for this. It's not because it, I woke up like 30 minutes ago. No, sir. It's because I am so excited to be sharing the podcast microphone with one of the greatest podcasts I listen to because it's true. You guys, I fangirl, oh, honest to God, fangirl all the time when I hear your podcast. I'm missing it. My ears miss you and Ollie <laughs> describing sometimes the worst movies or trying to get Ollie um, not to know what the movie is. That That is a major feat. Um, so, Scott, how about you give a brief explanation about what is ignorance is this? Because I don't know if some of my fans know what your podcast is about. Yeah, no worries. Um, ignorance is this is a podcast, like you said, between me and my best friend and now roommate Oliver. Um, what we do is the name ignorance is this comes from the fact in the show is that we try to remain ignorant as possible regarding a single film that we discuss each week. Um, Oliver is a big, big film nerd. We both have degrees in screen production and film studies, but I am notorious for not seeing any major films or especially franchises. I just miss them. I don't know why, Uh, but he's a big film nerd. So if a new film is coming out, we will try to hang on. Can we make that again? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, yeah, go. no worries. Let's just go from the the film nerd and uh, Mm -hmm. studies bit. So each week, one of us will be coming up with a film that we want to talk about and we'll try to remain as ignorant as possible about it. Oliver is going 
he's been doing it for about two years now, just not watching any film trailers, not seeing any promotional material and trying to go in and watching these films as blind as possible. And when it's my turn, I just watch a film that is everyone's favorite movie or, you know, this cult classic that I've never heard of and try to give it a 2019 perspective. Every week we'll, we'll bounce in between who it is that's going to be ignorant, but it's kind of a, it's a bit of a case study on whether things hold up as well as whether trailers and promotional material can seriously damage the, uh, the idea of a film in your head from what it once was initially pitched at, sorry, pitched as in that initial board meeting. How much they show to us beforehand can really, as we've seen in the show, can really, really damage the way that you expect it to go when it could be a lot better if they just hold back on some things. Yeah, it's it's always fun when uh, Ollie's tr- the stories you guys say how how far you'll go to stop Ollie from seeing trailers, like arriving like five minutes before the actual movie starts, like after all the promotional material's gone through. Yeah, well, or- and and uh, today we um just before I got back from sorry just after I got back from work today we went and saw Toy Story, um and. I left the cinema because I needed to use the bathroom and Ollie was going in to sit down and choose his seats. And I came out and I noticed that he wasn't in the cinema anymore. Like he was waiting outside the the bathroom as well. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, the, um, uh, the Lion King trailer is playing right now. And we haven't done this podcast in literally about five months because we've been super far away from each other and it's just been impossible to do. And I just, I couldn't believe that he was still invested in the role. <laughs> and I, I think I've like, I think I've like really pushed it into him. I don't know if he's ever going to watch a trailer ever again. <laughs> I can just see him just standing out there going, mate, um, there's a, there's a trailer. I can't yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> he was like tapping his foot being like, oh, I think I can hear the Hakuna Matata song finish. I'll, I'll jump in there in a second. I'm like, do you even know who's in this? And he's like oh actually now that you think about it no and we walk in and they start showing the names of the people on there because it's such like an epic cast so it's going donald glover beyonce carter knowles john oliver and i had to walk in and like hold him back like say no don't come in yet until it's done in a movie a toy story 4 when there are children running up and down the aisles and everyone's freaking out about to see what woody's up to and i have to hold this 23 year old man at my arm's distance <laughs> saying, all right, if you want to commit to this role, you're not allowed to know who's in this buddy. Oh, isn't you guys also told the story how he, you guys used to block his eyes and ears. If you guys, cause sometimes the cinema you would go to, you didn't get the times right one time. And you guys were right in the middle of the cinema and the trailer started and he had to block his ears. Yeah, so luckily he brought some um, headphones and I quickly put on some Frank Ocean for him. He covered his eyes. I put Frank Ocean on full blast on his iPhone and I just made him put his head like in his knees and just drown out all senses. I didn't make him. That sounds like I'm a psychopath. But, well, but I will you are say- from Australia, so, you know, everything's trying to kill you there. But yeah. no, um, that's, that's pure dedication to the podcasting world like you guys haven't podcasted in five months which is a shame because you're sh- you guys just have this great uh, back and forth this great like words are still losing still not coming out of my mouth um great <laughs> repertoire if you Thank will you. if i'm allowed to use a french word 
um, between you guys when you guys are discussing the movies and the games that you do during your show or the segments and the fact that still after five months he's like I'm still dedicated to this I don't know if we'll ever do it again but I'm still dedicated to it and that dedication <laughs> is amazing to the in podcasting because I I'll tell you the truth if if I hadn't podcast in five months like I took a month off not listening to any podcast if you had dropped a podcast I wouldn't have listened to it because it's the best podcast next to mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I said that specifically because I know if I said yours was the best, you're going to get, no, no, Phil, yours is. It's fine. I'll save us the trouble of the argument. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Very good thinking. You, um, d- you do know me so well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like if after like five months, if I had been in that role, I would have, I would have walked right in, not nonchalant, and not even realized that I I was watching a trailer. I'd probably been blown away and been like, "What is this magical thing that's happening <laughs> before a movie?" But yeah, no, that's um, is that a tease that there's possibly going to be in uh, ignorance? Is this coming back soon? Uh, yeah, without a doubt, Ollie and I are now moved in together. We live in the same house. We've um, we moved away for almost two years I think and now we decided we want to live back together again and um yeah we've got free time aplenty now so we're going to be making some more stuff that is great ladies and gentlemen subscribe now because it's going to be off the hook how great it is the the games that you play um not the games the segments that you have just in your podcast when you guys go back and forth between who's being ignorant or not which I must say it must be a little harder for you because when you don't know these cult movies you see, Pete, yeah. you, you must already know the like the twists and all that. Yeah, well, in if the, if it's a massive film and it is like part of a franchise that would have a big twist, most likely I'll know about it because, like I said, we have film study degrees. We know we know what we're talking about. But like when it came to stuff like, um, oh, Phil, what was the the one that we did early on in the show Blue and you, scenes. yeah, you went crazy for it. And I said, I didn't like it very much. And you lost your mind. Both of you, both <laughs> of you disliked this movie. And I was hurt. I was venomously hurt. Not venomously. I was, I was very hurt that you guys did not enjoy this film that yes, I know it's not, not, not the best film in the world. I realize this, but Boondock well, Saints I- is I look back on it in my head and I'm thinking like, yeah, that was pretty good. I don't know why we were so rude to it on the show. I don't know either. Trust me. I, <laughs> I, I was disagreeing with you guys fully the whole episode. I think it's probably the only episode I was upset after listening to it. <laughs> Just, well, it, it does hold a very special place in my heart. Um, I have been able to meet most of the cast as well. So that, that, uh, oh, wow. that is one of the benefits. Yeah. Um, so I first met, um, so it stars Sean Patrick Flannery, for people who don't know, as well as Norman Reedus. Um, you have, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's in Billy Connolly as the father in it. Well, that's a twist. But it <laughs> is, it, yeah, William Defoe as well in it. You have uh, David Della Rocco. And it's just this amazing movie that's so much fun to watch because it's it's playing out in the present and in the past. And you have William Defoe just playing an amazing FBI act, uh, uh, officer. And just his insanity in it is just amazing in it. It just like 
don't see the sequel because the sequel's just oh boring. really ah uh, bugger yeah. okay well well while we're while we're plugging Iggy's um which ignorance is this by the way little nickname while we're plugging that I do want to say formally that Phil will be on the show very 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 shortly and and maybe a maybe a Boondocks Redux is on the cards who knows. Ooh. Okay. Whatever, whatever you okay. want to bring to the table, Phil. We don't normally do guests, so let's do something. All right, we'll 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 do, we'll talk a little off air, so we we give we gave them the tease. Yeah, we'll talk off air, get everything sorted uh, for you guys, because yeah, I, I would love to come on and uh, do a, maybe a redux of that or s- another cult classic that you guys probably haven't seen because I'm so much older than you guys. <laughs> hey, the don't old say man that. Of podcasting. Oh, come the old on. Man of podcasting. <laughs> it's okay. I've accepted my role as the old man of podcasting because um, everybody who comes on my show makes me feel ancient. You're um, the uh, you're the Professor Oak of our Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Done. I'll accept that. I, I tormented <laughs> Pokemon. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> but very nice segue into uh, the topic, which is Detective Pikachu. Um, which I had not seen yet, and then you uh, you said you wanted to be on the show, and I'm like, okay, what show? What movie we're doing? And you're like P- Detective Pikachu to yep, tie done. in with all the video games, and so I went to see it last night. Um, it it was surprisingly really good. I had a lot of fun with it. Okay, um, okay. It, I'm guessing you are of a difference of opinions. No, I'm not actually, but I'm surprised because I expected you not to like it. Not because of, not even because of like the quality of the the plot or the CGI or anything like a specific thing, but the fact that you said, oh, I haven't seen that yet. I'm going to go watch it tonight so that we can talk about it on the show, which to me reads in a big neon sign, I don't care about Pokemon. And then to find out that you actually enjoy the film... I was surprised to hear that. So I was, I'm an original 150 Pokemon lover. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, a Gen 1 head, when, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Gen 1 head. Uh, the Gen <laughs> 2 slightly, but after that, like, I was listening to a podcast uh, where they said that there was fusions, and I'm like, what the hell's a fusion? What's going on? I don't know what's going on in the Pokemon world anymore. It's getting crazier um, so and I'm, crazier. Absolutely. Yeah, like, like, I. For me, Pikachu shouldn't have doesn't have an evolve. There's no Raichu. Um, that's a Gen two Pokemon. I didn't believe in it because Pikachu is supposed to be Pikachu, right? I watched the original um, Pokemon cartoon, Saturday morning park cartoon. I had the original Pokemon games, red, blue, and yellow. Like I'm I'm original Gen one Pokemon head. I love it. It's great. Um, when they started bringing all the weird Pokemon in, I was like, mm, maybe not. I also kind of was outgrowing it. But that point, but so when I saw this movie, I was like, I want to see it because it actually looks good. Ryan Reynolds actually makes it look fun to watch. And like the graphics were amazing uh, with the trailers. So I was like, okay, this is this is reminiscent of a bit of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, definitely. Yep, absolutely. Because they they really did the the, uh, live action CGI really well in this movie. Obviously, there's a few Pokemon. I'm like, mm, you could have maybe done a bit better with the coloring and the grading and that. But overall, it was really good. I really, th- I was super impressed, super impressed with it. 
obviously the story is a bit simple but this isn't obviously a movie for 30 plus year olds this is more for <laughs> the kids yes absolutely. so they kept the story really simple i kind of saw the twist that happened in the movie coming yep about yep. maybe midway through the movie i i caught that twist However, it's still a f- very fun movie to watch. Like, I was entertained throughout the whole movie. There wasn't a moment I was like, okay, I'm bored out of my mind. They were able to keep the pacing really well to keep keep me entertained. So I was really ha- fun. I had a lot of fun with it. And the reason why I hadn't seen it is I've been so busy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, fair stuff. enough. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I am in the same boat, really. I um, I know there are there's definitely some ups and downs with it, and, and I do have some issues with it. But um, I was in a, like, my story of seeing this was a little bit different than most. I was in Bali at the time, and um, everything in Bali is so much cheaper than in Australia. So I was like, I'm going to have beers for super cheap. I'm going to eat heaps of cheap food. And what else do I like that I could benefit from getting, like, a really cheap situation in? Oh, yeah, I like going to the movies. So I saw Detective Pikachu with my dad, um... In uh, reluctantly in, with my dad, by the way, he did not want to watch this. I was like, you're either watching Endgame or Pikachu and either Endgame might be a little bit more like stomachable for you, but at the same time, it's 10 years of all these characters that you already will think is lame coming together. At least with Pikachu, it's a, it's a story that you can follow, right? And um, yeah. so I got to watch it in like gold class which i'm not sure is is um is that what it's called in in canada and the u.s it's like when you we, get yeah sorry uh no i go ahead and explain it and i'll i'll see if we have a comparable it's like um so it's a very smaller cinema and um a bigger a bigger screen and you get like a blanket with your seat and you can recline back and there is literally a button and you get like personal assistance. You'd be like, Hey, I want to, I want a drink. And you press the button and they come and they give it to you and you get like food service and you can tell them, I want my, I don't know, sausage roll at, at exactly three thirty eight. I need you to bring me that food at that time. And that's what they do. And that was the first time I've ever done anything like that before. So is that like, is there a situation like that in, in for the Canucks? For the Canucks, we we just started getting something called uh, VIP Cinema. So it's very similar to that. It's a theater that's special. I haven't gone to it because it's mad expensive. Yes, um, absolutely. Well, that's why I wanted to do it in Bali. <laughs> yeah, because it's cheap. Unfortunately, uh, it's going to cost me more to fly to Bali than <laughs> to yeah. see the cinema. So I don't know <laughs> if it's worth it just to see a movie in gold or cheap. Uh, but no, we. so yeah, you have... You can order your food. You can get like a steak. You can get beers, wine, whatever you want. It's very like it's a VIP. Cool. Um, there's no, I don't think there's anybody else in the theater. I don't think you can get regular tickets to the theater. It's, it's strictly a VIP theater. But there's only one theater I think um, that I know of in my province that's close to me that has it, and it's still a good like twenty minute drive. Oh, okay. to get to uh, it so I, I haven't had the opportunity to go try the vip i've had friends try it and they said it's it's a magical feeling to be able to be like in these big comfy chairs watching the movie and i'm like if i want a big comfy chair i got a lazy boy at home i can watch it at home <laughs> and i don't have to spend like 30 bucks to go watch a movie 
Yeah, well, I don't have a nice lazy boy at home, so I was enjoying watching these creatures that I have been, like, I've just loved literally my whole life. I've been a big Pokemon fan forever. And then, like, watching this thing on screen and snuggling up with this nice blanket, it was the best. So, in conclusion, I was stoked by the end of this. But, like I said, there are a lot of ups and downs. But, there was, yeah, there's this, like, really awesome experience. Not just the fact that I got to watch it the way that I did. But, and this is what I'm going to keep on coming back to. Um, kind of, like, my through line for my perspective of this film. The fact that... Detective Pikachu exists and isn't immediately written off is like incredible. And on that alone needs to be considered for the best video game title for, sorry, movie, best video game movie title, because live action Pokemon is something that, well, sorry, live action Pokemon on the big screen is something that has always been fantasized by my generation. And we were always told by, you know, the downer generation above us or like the very smart, in quotation marks there, people in our <laughs> generation saying like, realistically, come on guys, it's never going to happen. It just wouldn't translate. It's too crazy. And it's clear that the movie makers put heaps of effort into making all the Pokemon look great and just the vibe of the film. Like you can tell that they really cared. So that's um, that's something that you can't really get with a lot of the other video game um movie films that you've been talking about in your in your yeah, series no. so far like the fact that it works is such an achievement that it already needs to be put on a pedestal of yeah this is up there yeah it's nothing like the other um other video game movie adaptations because one they they don't treat it like a video game like yes there is a video game called detective pikachu but they don't it's not based, this movie's not based on it. They just took the title pretty much and the Pikachu as a detective, that's it. And then they go, okay, we're going to build this story. So it's, it's not like they're trying to remake a video game into a movie, which was, which is great. Cause, cause it kind of, this kind of falls into two brackets. It falls into a video game movie, but it also just falls into a, a regular movie, a live action adaptation of a cartoon if you want. Yeah. Yep. So like, I w- while I, when I finished it, I was walking. Uh, I went to the bar just because it was a Saturday night, um, <laughs> and I wanted to do something adulty after seeing this movie that's for kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I walked in, and I'm I'm as I'm walking from the the cinema to the the bar, I was thinking, I'm like, does it fall? Does it can it be categorized as an actual video game movie? Because it's it's not fully a video game movie it's not like mario brothers it's not like um oh wait um jesus what what was the other ones like you have a few other movies that we recorded and i'm completely drawing a blank because that's it's early uh the mario brothers see there's prince of the uh, prince of persia it's oh, not yep. like mortal Kombat. it's not like the godfather movies like there's or Doom even, because it's completely, it's it's its own movie as well. Like, it's its own, like, if you told me there was a Pokemon movie coming out, I wouldn't have thought it would be like the games. I would have thought it more of the anime, anime that would came out. So it yeah. kind of falls into both categories. But the thing that I, I really liked about it was they did kind of try and make it feel like a game. 
because you have that moment in the in the movie where Pikachu gets hurt. And I felt like it was something straight out of one of the games, like one of the earlier games. So it does does feel like a game, but it is, like you said, it's nothing like any other video game adaptation there was before. It's This is head and shoulders, stands above all of them. Absolutely. I think, I think this is probably the first video game movie that actually is not jokingly good it's it's a very good movie like you you watch when you hear a video game movie you're like okay it's going to be like i'm going to see it but i know it's not going to be good it's going to be laughable how bad it is but this movie isn't laughable like the each i feel the 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 animators who animated it the the writers the director they took their time with it and really enjoyed making this movie it wasn't just like a okay we have to make this movie let's just shoe a horn in every little bit of easter eggs we can the whole movie like in essence this whole movie is an easter egg because you're trying to spot different pokemon yeah exactly every like the sorry go ahead every time you look out of a window there's going to be a pokemon in there that you think that wasn't in the trailers or something it's just this nice little treat or in the background of the main character's room, there's references to other regions and other legendary Pokemon. They literally have Pokemon cards, which yeah. which I was like, holy crap. I can't believe that they're actually like putting in the effort of being like, hey, you liked this, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. You like this. Like It was like the, the filmmakers were like giving us a, a wink every single time there was a cool little reference, but it wasn't over the top of your head and it was genuinely entertaining yeah no it it was like the 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 pikachu bed in the movie i found that super cute because i'm like yeah that's something that's somewhat if i lived in a world where there was actual pikachus and pokemon i'd probably have if i was a kid i'd probably have a bed made out of uh well not made out of but like in the shape (laughs) of yeah that's right i i went and killed a couple <laughs> pikachus skinned them that's my bed now that would be a um, very different movie if that bed was made out of pikachus yeah it would be it, it his line i don't know whether to be uh creeped out or flattered um <laughs> would be very true he'd probably be more creeped out than flattered yeah um but th- the the movie plays homage to the love of pokemon that most people have like my age and older that grew up kind of with it but it also was playing uh gave gave it a real sense of reality like they really made the rules for the the movie like specifically with cgi movies it's really hard to get those rules it's like with who framed roger rabbit like the rules in who framed roger rabbit if when roger gets dunked in the water he spits out real water here if in the opening sequence, you have uh, your boy. You have the actor. Uh, I think his Justice name is Smith. Timmy. Yeah, Justice Smith. Timmy, right? Yeah, Tim. Yep. Goodman. He gets. He's trying to capture a uh, Cubone Pokemon, and he gets lit up. And it's like instead of it being like an animated type explosion that you would figure would happen. No, you have this real uh, live action explosion that happens that affects the reality of 
where he is. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can see the the scarring on the field that is they're standing on. Yeah, and he's he's covered in dirt afterwards because the explosion. So it was really, it was really good. I really enjoyed that they actually didn't try and make it like okay, they're really there, but they don't affect the world in the same way as we would expect. No, they're affecting it exactly how you would expect it, and I, I think it adds more credibility to the movie that way. Big time. And just on what you were saying before with the way that this is written and presented to work, I think that when it comes to video game adaptations to film, it is it is always going to be difficult if you're doing a straight adaptation because video games are designed and written to cater to you, the player, and to last a particular amount of time and to be frustrating at frustrating points. Whereas films are meant to be sat back and enjoyed. So I think the sweet spot, and there's only a few films that I feel like have done this, the list that you were just saying, like the Mario brothers and all that were, they're trying to be direct adaptations, maybe not Mario brothers so much, but um, I'm thinking like, this and maybe the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies mm-hmm. where they take they take the character, they take the world, but they're not going to the same location so much. They're not looking for the same treasure or battling the same Pokemon. They just take the fundamentals and then turn it into a movie rather than adapting it. And that's where I think yeah. this worked. Oh no, that this is exactly where it worked. It was it took the some great aspects of the games and they're like and a bit of the anime because you had moments when he was like you learn a bit about tim like i love how they did a bit of a backstory about the relationship between uh uh, justice smith's and his father who who he's looking it's harry goodman his father and you get this you get the you see a bit of the history of it like what happened between them he wanted to be a pokemon trainer so you're kind of getting that ash ketchum um thing and it looked like he was actually going to oops going to be a pokemon trainer until a certain event happens so you you get that connection to that character and it's 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 just it's damn good sir it is a damn good movie and i want to thank you for uh, <laughs> for bringing for, for telling me to go see it so that i could do this this movie because i i was i was honestly surprised at how good it was yeah and and the the film itself and the plot especially are okay but there are terrific moments and that's what that's what i come out of the film thinking like oh do you remember that part where this happened and oh imagine if this happened and then it kind of did where i thought the story and the plot though was and i think i think i was listening to another podcast and they said this and i was like yeah that's exactly right they said that the the plot when it started to become all crazy with oh this person's actually this person and that and this and like all the twists the classic detective movie cliche twists like it all it seems to happen all within the last act and pretend like specifically within like 30 or 20 minutes of it's the beginning of that stuff happening. So, and I started to think like, okay, maybe kids actually would get confused by this, but it is still too simple to be like a masterpiece by adult standards. 
So it kind of felt mm. it was in like this like weird like limbo position where it couldn't be perfect for either side. So it made itself silly to be enjoyed by everybody. Yeah. I I didn't think from the trailers I didn't think that the plot was the same. Like the trailers told me one thing what I was thinking and when I saw this I'm like this is nothing like the trailers showed me, which I was thoroughly surprised by. Yeah, me too. I like when the tra- trailers tell you one thing. Like I wasn't expecting um this insane movie that I ended up seeing. I was expecting, okay, they're going to fight Mewtwo because he's trying to take over the world because he's angry at humans. And I just thought it was that. But then you watch the movie and it's like completely different. At one point, I actually thought, um, because of the trailers and that, and like they had dropped the name, I thought Mew was actually going to show up and end up battling Mewtwo. Like in the, in the, uh, in the, in the, the anime. The first movie, yeah. Yeah, in the first movie, but it's completely different. And I was like, oh, oh, damn. Is the first I, movie to you the saddest thing you've ever seen in your whole life? Oh, God. Because it's up there God, for me. Yes. <laughs> it's up there. I don't think... there. There's that that movie where Ash turns to stone and all the Pokemon start crying. That will get me well until the rest of my life. I don't think I'll ever not cry at that. And there's one episode in the first season of the anime where Ash notices that Pikachu is like really happy in a group of other Pikachu and he makes the decision to leave him there because he seems happier. And he runs away and he starts crying and then there's a whole bunch of flashbacks of like all the great times they've had together. And I can't even think about that without tearing up a little bit. Yeah, no. They, 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 it's It's such... Like, it's been a while since I've seen the first Pokemon movie, given that it came out when I was, Jesus, super young. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, so, like, I do remember that, and I, I remember the feeling. I just, it's it's just a vague feeling in the back of my head. I The memory's not there. It's more of a feeling. And I, but I do remember that episode where Ash is running. He's crying. They're doing the flashbacks of him first meeting Pikachu and then going on and the the beating of the gym things and the different adventures and I'm like that they knew how to pull at the heartstrings. Yeah, absolutely. Very early on as well in the very early 90s that those episodes mm-hmm. were airing. If I were to say to watch a Pokemon thing, I would say watch Detective Pikachu and never watch that episode of Pokemon in your life. Just avoid it at all costs because you will you will never forget it. <laughs> but but no, if you if you need a quick cry for whatever reason, like a, a nice cry would be beneficial at whatever moment, just turn that on. That's it. You're done. Yeah, it's it's a heck of an episode, <laughs> and it's surprisingly that they would have such an emotional episode in a kids series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's they, that's like the heart of Pokemon, and that's what I feel like translated into Detective Pikachu, whereas. You have, you have a, just as far removed as regular Pokemon as you can get. You're in live action. You've got a human actor playing the role of a Pokemon, and yet it's still got that heart, and it's still got that feel. You can, there's like musical cues that if you're a longtime fan of the games or animes that you hear and you go, oh, this is just giving me the best nostalgia shot in my life, and. 
like I, I I couldn't recommend it enough. Really, if you just decide to switch your brain off and enjoy a movie, this is this has got to be up there, especially if you're a Pokemon fan, especially an old school Pokemon fan, because they really went. I really think they catered to the first gen, the first gen heads like yourself. Yeah, they they there was a lot more first gen, and there was moments in it like. In a scene, Pikachu's walking by himself, and he starts singing the actual theme song from the original Pokemon. And I, yeah, when I, I was confused that, by that. <laughs> of course, but like I'm, I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden, I gotta catch them all, Pokemon. And I'm like, oh my god, that's the actual theme song. Like, are we going super meta right now? Like, it was the original Pokemon show in this movie. Like, is it a full like in-depth meta type situation? And I'm like, this is amazing. That's a great little <laughs> thing because I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, it's got it's got to be the fact that the anime is in the in the real world, right? Because yeah, I was it has to be. I was just because they have the card game. Oh, they do. They have the card game. Okay, yeah. Because I was remember thinking like, oh, this is a cute scene. Ryan Reynolds is singing the song. Very funny, haha. But at the same time, I was like, in what context does this Pokemon know the words to this song? Yeah. At the same time, yeah, there's, there's, because animals in our real world don't have a theme song, no. <laughs> whereas in this world, their their subset of animals, which are Pokemon, apparently have their own theme song that they know and can sing. Yeah, I think it's it's more <laughs> that he he possibly saw the uh, the thing and anyway, uh, the show and knows it through that, but still, a Pokemon has a theme song. I don't even have a theme song. I think I should have a theme song, um, but I don't. I only only my show has a theme song, and that's not even me. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, like the there's the scene where you have the Mon, is it the Monchamp or Manchamp? Yes, Machamp. Direct Manchamp directing traffic, and you have the Snorlax just sleeping there. Just why like, uh, in- are Machamp's controllers? Why are they traffic controllers, Phil? Because they they're working together. They have four arms, so you think, okay, maybe they'd be good at being a traffic controller. They can direct more traffic, but you can you can have two arms and be a great traffic controllers, as we know from our real life world in Canada <laughs> and Australia. If you have four arms, and you have Pokemon's. Why don't you make the big four armed monster like do construction? He probably does construction as well, and this one just decided to be a police officer. Mm, yeah you're right there are some strong independent pokemon out there maybe this strong independent pokemon does have two jobs to (laughs) to uh support their five kids with four arms each um (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was like a nice little cute thing you have you had the snorlax in the middle and everybody was just like going around it just like in the uh in the game you have a moment where you have to deal with the snorlax um, there was just a lot of moments there. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I have to say the CGI apart, I think it was Mewtwo's CGI, which was, I found the weakest. I think so too. He felt, he felt very rubbery. Did he not? Yeah. He, he didn't feel real. He felt like they, he felt like, like a computer generated image, like with with all the other Pikachus, like the Jigglypuff, that scene I loved. I just found it hilarious that she's yeah. singing to a guy who's already passed out. <laughs> um, 
the uh, the Growliths in there. The Cubone, like the Cubone, like the first Pokemon you see is uh, Pidgeot and Pidgeotto flying through like the scene. And I'm like, oh my God, it's just like if I was flying over a city regularly yeah. and you have these birds flying. Instead of them being regular birds, it's uh, Pidgey. And then you see the Cubone, like that's the first one you actually see full. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that looks honest to God real. Like, yes, I, I can tell that it's not real, but you you're like holy shit that's that's amazingly detailed and i feel as if it literally can walk off the screen then it gets to mewtwo and i'm like i don't feel it yeah i just don't feel it it i i just couldn't feel it i couldn't connect to it no i i feel the same way like there was definitely moments with with mewtwo where he was in the scene with supremely realistic looking pokemon at the same scene in the same shot which really like emphasized the rubberiness of it like the bulbasaurs i i think were the the best looking translation onto the onto the screen completely like in the whole film the bulbasaurs yeah. little bobbing up and down being cute not really like speaking just with their cute little mouths um <laughs> i just i it was incredible and just watching them uh, I won't say the context of what the scene was, but the point is, is there's a lot of them and they're walking down this river and the way that the realistic or possibly actually properly filmed water was like colliding with their feet. It was literally perfect. And then, yeah. And I then Mewtwo shows, as well. Mewtwo shows and his eyes are all weird and he's got no, he's like, he's super thin and just really odd off putting, but other than that, I can't I can't fault the CGI in any other way. The only the only other issue with the CGI in my books is I felt like the real actors might have sometimes had small issues with reacting to nothing and the the CGI yeah. being put in later. I think that um uh what was his name? I think that Justice Smith as Tim for the most part, was very good, but there was there was a lot of scenes with um I think her character's name was Lucy or maybe that's her real name. Um, no, Catherine Newton, Lucy Stevens, the the reporter. Yes, the reporter. Okay, so Lucy. Then I it seemed like she was having a little bit more trouble with it. Yeah, because like Justice, his whole his whole pretty much his whole anytime he's on screen. He has to act with this, probably a a, a green head, uh, a knob or something to know where Pikachu's standing in that. He and like even when he was Pikachu was like on his shoulders, you it felt like he was really there. Like he he tilted his head, he was lopsided, like he really was able to embrace the fact that he's dealing with a CGI character. Whereas C Catherine, she I don't think she knew how to, because she never. The, the only time she really interacted was with her Psyduck. And her Psyduck is just on the floor and she just looks at it and like, it's okay, it's okay. Like, she never really interacted with it. Yeah. I th I think maybe at the end, uh, after the event at the end, I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want people to uh, get spoiled if they want to see it. But at the end when she's talking to the Psyduck, I think that's probably maybe the closest she came to like 100% believing that she's actually talking to a character that's real. I agree. I remember 
really feeling for her in that moment. Yeah, it's. I think yeah yeah she she's even Ken what a top. Sorry, can you say that again? Ken what Ken Watatabi. I can't even pronounce <laughs> names now. Jesus, and I like him. Um, Ken as the the head detective there. He the even, lieutenant. He, it, the lieutenant. He didn't seem to have any issue being uh, d- dealing with his Pokemon. He looked like it was supernatural whenever he was looking at his Pokemon. He, it was like to him, it was a real life dog. Yeah, right. I I wonder what like what training you have to undergo as an actor to to pull that off. Whereas like. Okay, Justice Smith. He has a lot of he has a lot of time with that character, and obviously he'd have to train professionally to to get that look right. Maybe Catherine Newton didn't have to do that as much because she doesn't have to interact with a Pokemon other than Psyduck in very few scenes. But someone like the Lieutenant, who only had who had less scenes than Catherine, and yet smashed it out of the park. Like I wonder, like how did they, like what in the past other roles that are similar to that, you know? Like, it just, it's such a fine thing. I'm surprised that he absolutely killed it. Yeah. The only, the only, uh, like, Justice, the only other movie that I can say probably dealing with it, it would have been uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, of course. I forgot that he was in that. Like, I think that movie probably really helped him because he had to uh, deal with dinosaurs this time, which... I think Pokemon is a bit more of a stretch than actual dinosaurs. <laughs> you just kind of got to look up a little bit and be scared yeah. for dinosaurs. Yeah, just like, look, there's a, a Velociraptor that wants to eat you. That's believe. I'm like, okay, I can, holy shit, you know, like you can believe that they're going to eat you. Whereas with Pokemon, <laughs> you're like, these things don't actually exist. That being said, I remember not liking him in that movie at all. I, I thought, yeah, he was a little over the top nerdy. Like they, they really went into the nerd. Yeah, I hate that. It. I hate that cliche nerds like kind of looking at the camera and going, "Well, that happened." Kind of bullshit. Yeah. That they really made him like eat up a lot of scenery during the, those lines. Um, yeah. So thank God that they got that they just let Justice Smith be a teenager in this film, which is good. Or a young adult. We don't yes. know his age. Sorry, yes, you're right. He's He did manage to get from a small country town to a city by himself, which I could definitely not do as a teenager. So I imagine then that he is a young adult. Mind you, if you tried it, you'd probably be eaten by an alligator. Um, whereas <laughs> this guy only has to dodge Pokemon. Uh, but I did... I d- <laughs> alligators look like Pokemon. So we. I suppose that we're. if you want to get the real life stuff, you're just going to come to Australia. Yeah, no, I'm I I I'm not gonna mess with an alligator. <laughs> oh, croc. they're friendly. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just go pet one on the head. No problem. <laughs> it's not like I need both my hands. Yeah, if they bite down on you, then roll around, and that is called the death roll. That just means they like you. Oh, oh okay. Good to know. Yeah, like I a- will still stay in the boat. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'll let you go play with your Crocs. How about that? <laughs> Maybe the I, next Croc Hunter. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at Catherine's uh, uh, filmography, and there's not a movie where she really had to deal with uh, 
um, something like Pokemon. She's been in like Bad Teacher. She's Paranormal Activity Four. Supernatural uh, might be close if she ever had to react to a CGI ghost. Yeah, but even then, it's it's not that hard because it's like okay, it's it's short. There's short bits. Whereas this, you're dealing with you you're dealing with months on end. True. And you, yes. I, I like I think if I'm in this movie, and I found her character kind of the weakest. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, big time. That I, it's been a little while since I've seen it. Like this came out, I think three weeks after Endgame. If anyone that might yeah. help some people with perspective. But so it's been a little while, and I was thinking, oh, okay, I want to talk to Phil about Pikachu because that I feel like is could actually be one of the better video game movies ever. And I sat down and I tried to write down my favorite things about the movie, and then two hours into that. I looked at the cast list and then I com- realized I completely forgot like the second most major character in the whole film or the third. Yeah. Uh, like, her entrance into it was great. Like it was like, okay, she seems like when she's like, I've been waiting for someone to open, like her first line is like, I've been waiting for someone to open that box. I'm like, okay, this is something interesting. I kind of got like, they were trying to make her like Misty from the uh, yeah. original series. Yep. And it's because of the side duck, really. Um, I think that originally it was supposed to be a Misty-like character. But they weren't really sure how to do it. So they just went, well, let's just make her like kind of a, a, a reporter. And she's the reason she helps the story go along. She actually does. She she gives the points that needs to push the movie along. Yeah, but okay. But her character is so underdeveloped, I find. And I think they were like, okay, we need a love interest. Let's just try this yeah she's she's the like she's the transport between like i said before this film the plot is is average at best but it has a collection of moments scene to scenes that are awesome as a fan and she was the transport between those moments but she had no moments herself which is why i completely forgot about her role but like you said yeah she was the she gave the information needed to get to the next scene. Um, her Psyduck was like a cause of a lot of laughs and, you know, a bit of tension as well with the fact that, oh, the Psyduck could have his brain explode somehow. Um, yeah. But her character herself was, it, she just didn't have the moment. So I just completely forgot about her after a month or however long it's been, two months now. Yeah, it's, it's... I wanted it to be her to be a more fuller character in this, but I felt like she was just a plot device instead of a character in the movie. Absolutely. She just was, she was just there for when they needed her and, and that's it. She never really got a full piece. She never got able to, to be developed. And it's like, she, she stayed the same character pretty much throughout the whole movie where you have uh, Justice Smith, whose character, Tim, fully, fully developed from these, like, the negative hating Pokemon person he was to pretty much crying over uh, Pokemon. Yep. Like, it's a full 180 that he pulls, whereas Catherine's character just stays pretty much consistent throughout the whole thing. She doesn't have any sort of growth at all, I found. 
I, I completely agree. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. And I, if there are sequels to this, which I, I would imagine that there are, I really hope that she gets given a bigger role in the next one. Um, could I ask as well, did you think this was funny? Not... F- there were moments where I chuckled, but I wasn't laughing outright. I w- there, it wasn't something like, oh my God, this is hilarious. This, this is com- comedy gold. There were moments I, I chuckled because I was like, that's cute. Yeah, it, you know, it, wasn't, like, it was more cute than funny, I would say, for sure. I think you've yeah. really hit the nail on the head there. Like if I was probably like a ten-year-old kid who had, who was deeply in love with Pokemon, I probably would have found it the most hilarious movie of life. Because <laughs> I'm not a ten-year-old boy anymore, I'm a adult. Uh, <laughs> You're very secretive age. with that. Yep, <laughs> very. I'll never know, and I've known you for so long now, and I'll never be able to find out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's there is is moments in it that it's just it's like oh that's a cute little chuckle oh that's funny like the fact that like i found it quite for me it was funny that justice uh, or tim his character was a insurance person oh yes yeah right (laughs) because it's like that's the most boring job in the world like my father well insurance adjuster is boring as hell uh but my father did sell insurance and he actually made it somewhat fun uh, sound fun. Okay. I was like, hmm, maybe I'll go into a career as an insurance salesman. Like he was high end insurance, like dealing with rich people and not the lonely commoner like us right now. <laughs> yep. Um, so his life was, pro- it was a bit more fun because he got to go to these very gaudy houses versus me going to a regular, just to a uh, spl- triplex or something like that, you know? So, but like, I, I've known insurance adjusters and they're boring as hell. And like, if I'm living in a world where there's a whole bunch of Pokemon, there's no chance in hell that I would be an insurance adjuster. Yeah. It, there's like what decisions had to be made in this poor kid's life that made him think that that was the better option. Yeah. And then with, when he's talking with Jack and he's, uh, who's his friend that you meet all of for five minutes Oh yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about him. He's like, "What are you gonna be like?" He's like, "I'm." Uh, Tim is like, "I'm gonna get a promotion." He's like, "Oh, so you're gonna be a senior uh, insurance uh, adjuster?" He's like, "No, that that's two steps ahead." I'm like, "That's that's funny." Like, I found that funny because I know in the working world, like anybody who's a senior, that's like that's w- like three to four steps above where you are, no matter what. Anything, whenever there's a senior, you're like you're not getting that anytime soon. Yeah. He's so the assistant that, to the assistant regional manager. Yeah. So I found that kind of like a, that got a chuckle out of me. Um, and a couple other places got a, a few chuckles out of me, but that's about it. There was no ever a moment where I was like, Oh my God, this is comedic gold. Yep. I, well, I, the reason why I brought that up was just because I thought that there were like, yeah, ch- chucklable is that a word? Uh, let's go with it. It is a word now. <laughs> uh, chucklable moments like um, Loudred being music amps during the scene where Diplo is a DJ. Um, yeah. And I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "That's smart." The, the fact that they like knew that that Pokemon is available and could make that work in this scene, I really enjoyed that. But I, I genuinely think that the Mister Mime scene is was really oh. funny was properly funny that whole sequence that probably 
got the most chuckles out of me. Yeah. Like, even though they showed most of it in the trailer, which I'm really disappointed that they did, because that would have been a fun moment in the movie to see. Like, maybe the beginning of the thing, of the uh, when they meet Mr. Mime. But, like, I don't want to see the good cop, bad cop sequence in the trailer. Like, that is, that, that is just pure gold in the movie. I agree. And as one of the hosts of Ignorance is this, and the whole thing is about trailers, I, 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 ref- I don't want to give this a pass because it goes against so much of what we've been saying on the podcast. But 80% of that scene was in trailers of that sequence. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it was still funny on the day because it's, it was really well written and well performed. But the 20%, which was the very last like few bits... Which, um, and I won't spoil it, but I will say that, like, it's kind of implied that it gets really dark, and I I don't know, I don't, oh, whatever, it's just, it's a, it's not a plot detail, but they pretend to be good cop, bad cop with Mr. Mime, and it ends with the, maybe they're about to kill Mr. Mime, but not literally, but Mr. Mime might think that it is literal, and that's the joke. Yeah. And that was not in the trailer, and that was easily the funniest moment of the film for me. And the fact that it was so funny, and they didn't show that the very funniest moment in that scene, I I technically give them props and say, yeah, good job. You didn't you didn't show all your cards, but the fact that you showed eight out of your Most ten of cards is not great. Yeah, no, it. I really did enjoy that because you had the look of all three characters in that moment, like they were fully invested in the fact that this mime situation they're dealing with is literally real. And then when the moment happens, they just, like, the look they all have. I was expecting them, to be honest, I was expecting both Tim and Pikachu to look at each other, look at Mr. Mime, and then look at the camera and go, (laughs) "Uh uh-oh. Like, pull that really, really cheesy breaking the fourth wall situation (laughs) because that's what it felt like. Like, that whole part leaving up, you're like, they actually like what's going on here. Can, they they can't honestly believe that this this miming situation is real, and they like they fully embrace it. And I I thought that was incredible because yeah, like, here you have Justice Smith who's probably doing all of this with a green ball, two green balls, <laughs> and he's acting out the whole scene. It's just him in the scene with two Pokemon, and I have to give him mad credit for being able mm. to pull that off. So spectacular. And um, it it felt like it was, like like you said, it felt like it was going to turn into a fourth wall breaking moment. It felt like that whole scene, in retrospect, it really feels like a cutting room floor moment from one of the Deadpool movies. Mm -hmm. Like, you can imagine that Deadpool, if he comes across a villain that is a mime, like, that is how that character would react like the way that Pikachu reacted in this film is the same as how I imagined Deadpool would react in that same situation. Yeah. And you know, th- th- there's already the comparisons of being like, "Oh, this is just PG Deadpool with Pikachu being Ryan Reynolds and etc." Um, Unfortunately, I think any movie that Ryan Reynolds does that's not Deadpool, and or that has any sort of action, will be relegated to being compared to Deadpool. Yeah, that's true. It was his own doing though, because he he made sure that movie happened. Oh yeah, he <laughs> he like he's Deadpool, like just like um, 
Hugh Jackman is Wolverine for me. Like, it's going to take a lot for me never to associate Wolverine with Hugh Jackman, and the same with Deadpool. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Because they embrace the character so fully and so well done. It's it's unimaginable that anybody else could be Wolverine or Deadpool going forward. I just think now, sitting back and thinking about Detective Pikachu, reminiscing about the good times in Bali, it was <laughs> it's just so strange that you and I, we live in a world where the what is technically and what is like critically considered to be the best video game movie is a Pokemon movie, which makes sense because it's such a true to, you know, it's, it's a well and true classic of video game history. Of course, if they ever make anything, they're going to put a lot of thought and heart into it, of course, but yet it's detective Pikachu based on a 3DS game from like 2014 or something starring Ryan Reynolds basically playing himself. Is that not crazy that this film exists and it is still the best one? It is insane. I'm right now I'm looking at the list of video game movies. Um so right now sitting at the top is Warcraft for box office. Okay. Okay. Oh, for box and office. Oh. Box office. For Rotten Tomatoes score, which is your favorite um, favorite <laughs> yes. to take it, um, Detective Pikachu is sitting at the top with 67%. And Warcraft? Warcraft is far below with 28%. Right. There we go. So the people don't know nothing, Phil. Yeah, no, they don't know anything. <laughs> but like... For the box office, like, yeah, Warcraft has the biggest box office, but then it goes Rampage and then Detective Pikachu. And Detective Pikachu is literally maybe 8 million away from taking the first place. Yeah, because it has 433 million for Warcraft, and Detective Pikachu is sitting at four 425 million. Well, so I'm not that far. Oh, for sure that it, it will beat, surpass it, because, like, it's it's only been a few weeks that it's... When, when did it come out? Hold on. It got released. Filming took... In Colorado. May, I think. Mid-May. Yeah, in May. Yeah, May 10th in the U.S. and May 3rd in Japan. Um. Yeah, it's it's for sure going to still... It still has length. I think it has maybe two more weekends and it probably will p surpass or get really close to uh, taking the top spot from uh, from Warcraft. Good. I haven't seen Warcraft. I don't plan on seeing Warcraft. I just know that out of all the video game movies I've seen, this is probably the best. I remember being interested in Warcraft. I've never played World of Warcraft ever, but the director was... the. Um David Bowie's kid and he was the one that made Moon and I was like oh okay maybe Warcraft would be worth watching but then my I think it was Ollie actually co-host of Ignorance is this was saying um, there's literally a moment in there where it looks like the game where like the HUD is there and there's a mouse like clicking on like how to attack and I was like oh that sounds like literally the worst thing in the world to ever exist ever I hate the sound of that and now I'm never going to watch it 
Yeah, no, it's it's. I'm like, I'm gonna like my brother-in-law. He's a huge World World of Warcraft player, and I like I played when it was way way back when it was just the simple like. It's you're not taking over a character in the world. It's like you're really building like a, a command and conquer style. So I played it originally there, and then I'm like, but I never grabbed me. And I'm like, oh, I'll I'll maybe see this. And then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, nope. Yep. That's yeah, that's a full no for me. On paper, maybe. In when you actually see it, no, 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 thank you. Yeah, no. There's. Like I'm looking at the list here, and I've probably seen a dozen or so of the movies. There's one movie that I just simply love, but I'm not going to tell you because I think it's going to make a great uh, episode when I come on to uh, Ignorance Is This. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so bad, it's good. I really enjoy this movie, <laughs> and yeah. So um, if you had to give this a rating... Out of a hundred, what are you giving uh, Detective Pikachu? Um, I'm going to give it a 69 out of a hundred. Okay. I'm going to pull one of your games. I'm going to list off a few, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, video game movies. And you have to give me, we'll give you uh, within 10 Okay. Uh, of the Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, okay. This Now this is scary because longtime fans of ignorance of this will know that it's um it's i that presents this um the movies to ollie and he has to guess it so now i am well and truly being i'm gonna be put in my place here and really showing how ignorant i am and just the fact that i will not know the first thing let's let's give it a go don't worry i'm gonna i'm gonna not throw you under the bus with these weird ones that are here (laughs) but let's go um, here we're gonna start with uh, the Mario Brothers. Uh, it'd have to be like fifteen or something. Hold on, let me let me just find it. There we go. You're saying fifteen? Yeah, it couldn't it wouldn't be more than that? Surely not. Well, uh, I'm sorry to tell you that it's at twenty one. Hang on, you said within ten, right? Yeah, so you got it. Hey, I'm giving it to you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm giving it to you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of now rethinking it because I'm like, 10 is a big number to give. Like, <laughs> you, you got a lot of give there. Um, and so we're going to go down. T- not only ahead. is 10 a lot, is 10 a lot, but also I don't think any one that you're going to name to me will be more than 50. So really, like, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not too much of a challenge. Let's bring it to five. Let's so, do five this week. F- let's do five? Okay, we're going to do five. Um, so yeah, we did Super Mario Brothers. Um, let's... Prince of Persia, Sand of Time. Well, I think that people still more or less like it's not good, but people like um, Jake Gyllenhaal in that. It, it, that is his film, right? I'm not being yes, silly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say thirty-nine. Ooh, very good. It is like thirty-seven, actually. Hey, okay, all right. Hey, I'm starting not to get the. F- I'm starting to understand why Ollie likes playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're gonna do here we go. The first Resident Evil movie with Mila Djokovic. Um Well I know that there's a lot of sequels, so it couldn't have been like the worst financial flop ever. Um I'll say more than Prince of Persia. I'll say forty five. 
Ooh, I'm sorry. If we were still going, even if we were going by the ten percent, uh, ten plus. Oh, it's worse. It. It's it's thirty four. Oh, okay. Uh, it's you, you're you you were close, but yeah, it's it's thirty four. Okay, all right. Yeah, because I was thinking that like it it's either where I was sitting at, like where I put my number, or it is like four percent, and I'm just really dumb. Give me a second. I'm just going to look at the Resident Evil movies because I'm not going to do any of the other Resident Evils. Resident Evil, the first one, stays at 30, pardon me, 34. Then Afterlife is at 23. Apocalypse is at 20. Extinction is at 23. Retribution is at 29. And the final chapter actually has the highest with 37. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine, imagine your highest film in, in the series of seven being in your... Th- it's 37 in the 30s yeah mm, yuck <laughs> all right we'll do one more yep here we go um oh, can't do that one dang it um all right so we'll go to another one let's see here um ah the original tomb raider with angelina jolie Ooh, or alicia vidagada well, they don't have the one with uh, the uh, Anna Jolie, so we'll go with the the second um, one, the the remake, the one that came out only last year. Yeah. Um. Oh, we did this. Uh, we did an episode on this on the ignorance is this, and we would have talked about oh. the score. Um. It was also no good, but I'll say forty nine again. Oh. 52. Okay. Uh, that's within the five, but I'll, yes. I, I will take that. But um, I'm, I'm surprised that it got over 50. I heard someone in on like a Facebook comment, they were also talking about the best video game movies. And they were saying that that was well and truly above Detective Pikachu in quality. And I just could not see it. Uh, if we're going, if we're going straight video game adaptation... I can see it because pretty much the one, the latest Tomb Raider is just pretty much a ripoff of the game, nearly beat for beat. So if we're looking at that aspect, yes, it it does beat Detective Pikachu. However, if we're looking story, we're looking at originality, we're looking at fun, Detective Pikachu has those in spades. But if we're looking like if it's a video game movie, um, no, uh, unfortunately Tomb Raider does does take it at that point because it is the most truest to the form of uh, video game movie adaptations. But that's a very niche thing to, to give it the win for because the, the average consumer would just go, okay, what do I want to watch? And I don't like, yes, it's the better immediate adaptation, but no viewers are looking for, perfect straight up adaptations they're looking for good movies to watch yeah fully agree with you mm. fully agree with you there um all just, right that was so uh, boring that movie god damn it <laughs> i completely forgot about it now i'm thinking like oh yeah i remember like thinking the poster was cool because i really liked that that first game and um to hype myself up for that movie i bought the second game and i liked that too and then walking out of the cinema going like immediately forgetting most of what happened 
The only good part in that movie was Nick Frost. And I completely forgot that Nick Frost was in there too. <laughs> How can you forget Nick Frost was in it? My God, he was the best part in the whole movie. <laughs> well, that, that just tells you then, doesn't it? Which is fair. The movie yeah. was kind of boring and bad CGI in it. Oh, that scene where she jumps off the boat. Oh my God. But I will say that Alicia herself is a good Lara Croft. Yes. She she embodied the character super well. Yeah. Like both both Angelina Jolie and Alicia, they embodied the Lara Croft of the time. Definitely. Absolutely. So maybe I, I would like to see them try that again and and maybe take this top spot for best video game movie if they decide to make it memorable and interesting using what they've got, which is a great actor playing a really iconic role. It's like, it's made to be good. Just make it good. Yeah, just pretty much rip off uh, any Indiana Jones movie and you're probably going to make it good. Yep, exactly. That's just, uh, just literally cross out the word indie and change it with Lara and there you go. Done and done. Yeah, there Boom. <laughs> All right. Scott, this has been so much fun. I wish we could go for another three hours discussing movies and that, but I, I, I don't think we have the time. And I I need to go get something to eat. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, uh, be honest there. Um, I'm going to give the floor to you. I want you to plug all your social medias, where we can find Ignorance is This, anything coming up, anything like that. Uh, the floor is yours. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, I do a podcast called Ignorance is This. You can find the show on um, Facebook and Twitter um, and iTunes, you're you are pulling me under the bus here, um, Phil, because it's been eight months since I've had to do this. <laughs> um, ignorance is this. The Facebook page is um, ignorance is this podcast. I think if you type that into the URL, um, I'll just confirm that before I say it. I'm and then doing that right now. This can be ignorance. edited together. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, yeah, I got it from here. Okay, so if you want to follow the show, I do a podcast called Ignorance Is This. Um, if you would like to follow it on Facebook, just head to facebook.com slash ignoranceisthispodcast. Give that a like. Uh, let us know what you think of any of the episodes. We love receiving uh, messages about what you think, how we can improve. We love to hear it. We are going to be coming back with more episodes very shortly. Ollie and I are very excited. We've got a great plan for something to do with a film that I mentioned earlier on in the podcast saying that I saw. Wink, wink. You can figure that out. Uh, you can also do that on Twitter as well. So instead of it being Ignorance Is This Podcast, that is too long of a URL for Twitter. So it's just Ignorance Is Pod. And uh, send us an email as well, if you'd like. I don't know why you would without just listening to the show first. But if you'd like to, it's ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. And, of course, you can uh, listen to us on all podcasting methods. But you can follow us on the social medias. Um, It's Phil Better Show. That's on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Made it simple for you guys because I'm a simple person. Um, I want to thank Scott so much for finally coming on to the Feel Better Show. I am so happy. Um, this has been something that I've wanted for a long time. You were probably probably one of the first or second podcasts. Yeah, I probably started listening to. Oh, I was I was, was saying your... yeah with um, uh, Macy put on the 
Planet Broadcasting Group just a, tw- a status that said, does anyone want to make a podcasting network of our own and we can support each other's creations? And I, I think literally the first comment was Phil Better saying, this sounds like a great idea. And then Scott Martin underneath it saying, yeah, sure, good idea, let me join. And then ever since then, it's it's been you and I, baby, <laughs> making, yeah. sure, making sure we support each other and sharing each other's stuff. And it's it's um it really genuinely is an honor to be on this show because the feel better show is blowing up and it's, and it's great that I'm, that you've let me be on the show tonight. So thanks, uh, man. It's, Oh, I, I can say the same thing. Like the listening to you and Ollie talk about movies and the dedication you guys had to like, literally your, your concept is genius. One of you doesn't know anything about a new movie coming out. You don't know about classic movies and just coming together to discuss it and view the trailers and all that afterwards that I, I really, really supremely love that idea because it's, I don't think anybody else is doing anything like that. And considering how much technology right now and social media is the fact that Ollie cannot can still survive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the poor little child is going through a real tough time these last couple of years, but he's pulling through. Yeah, I, I'm just so happy that we were able to find a time that we both could be on. Um, I was willing to sacrifice waking up early or even staying up way too late to get this podcast recorded because uh, I've been wanting to have you or you on the podcast since I started. I think we, we planned a lot of times to do it, but because of the time difference and because of different things, it, it never worked out. But I'm so happy scott that you were able to come onto the podcast and it's been an amazing time thanks man well i hope our my little musings about my champ and mr mime today made it all worth it i'm super stoked to be on the show thanks man you are very welcome ladies and gentlemen i want to thank again scott for being on the show um, make sure you check out Ignorance Is This. All the, all the links will be in the show notes so that you can jump on and start listening to past episodes. I promise you, you will have a fun time. You will laugh. You may even cry because <laughs> you're laughing so hard. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this with all your friends, and go see a movie. Go see P- Detective Pikachu and... Encourage the studios to make number two because it might just be the first comic. Sorry, it might just be the first video game movie to get to a hundred percent. Yes, it it probably will be. It probably will be. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all. Have a good night. <laughs>